0: Welcome to Can Do and Confident with Kate Cousins. It's a podcast to inspire, motivate and those with only good repercussions. With coaching tools and strategies so fine. It's your dose of encouragement, it's your time and you're ready to shine. Welcome. podcast to inspire and motivate and those with only good repercussions. With coaching tools and strategies so fine.
1: It's your dose of encouragement, it's your time and you're ready to shine. Today I am delighted to be joined by my business partner at Dice Business Game Changers Steve Lloyd. We've worked together for five years now, which I cannot actually believe as it's just flown by. Steve has a really interesting story to share about how he literally went from a conveyor belt packing boxes to the CEO of his own packaging business. Now, I won't steal his thunder because I'll get him to talk about his own experiences, um, but how having a can-do and confident mindset, this, is, I think, has definitely set Steve up for success. So, without further ado, welcome, Steve.
2: Thank you. Yeah, pleasure to be here.
1: So, tell me a little bit about your story this kind of conveyor belt to ceo story that you yeah that you love to talk about
2: yeah it's just the pathway that 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 i've trodden so uh and it's just ironic that my first real meaningful job was uh working in a soft drinks factory uh and what that entailed was stacking boxes on a conveyor uh, there's been a lot that's gone on in the middle of it all um but it did lead me to, to climbing ladders, as you're well aware of. Not in high heels, might um, <laughs> have. I, I, and ultimately, I, I ended up owning my own packaging business um, and learning all the shortfalls with that. So it literally rolls off the tongue from conveyor belt to chief exec, which was my final role within that business before I eventually sold it. Mm. So the, uh, the, the in-between and the vital ingredients for me was working for Nestle. So I spent 12 years at Nestle and was put on uh, career paths with them, given great great opportunities to experience basically all-round operations and learn about strategies and the importance of communication, what a good culture looked like, uh, and how well-being of people is imperative to running a business and when you put all of those ingredients together and you're able to put it into practice, which Nestle did allow you to do that, then that really kind of like did set me up to, to do what I did. So so
1: how have you, have you always been this confident
2: in yourself? No, 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 I wouldn't say so. Uh, I've always been driven, uh, but I had to be driven. And the, and the reason being is because when I was a young father uh, and I, I had a mortgage at a young age, so the need to go out and work was imperative and i literally took the first job that i could get my hands on which was stacking boxes for soft company, as i've said <laughs> um and the, and the real drive for me was always about i always believed in the next level and i was desperate to get to the next level and it always intrigued me about how i could get from where i am today to where that next level could take me and and i think it, for, certainly from my perspective, it's that drive for that next level and that hunger for learning how to get to that next level has probably probably been the greatest experience that I've had in working life. Okay.
1: And how have you gone about inspiring confidence in others?
2: Well, as I think the uh, the probably the biggest thing for me when it comes to inspiring confidence is I I don't mind sharing my learnings with them. So my story has got a success silver lining attached to it, but there's a lot of failures in there. And I don't mind sharing that at all because without those failures, I would have succeeded at nothing. So I've made wrong decisions. I've handled situations not the right way. Uh, I'm Constantly learning, even in this role that I'm doing now. Um, I'm always open to new ideas, new ways of working, new ways of thinking. And, and I think probably where I inspire others is by sharing sort of like what my learnings are and what my story is, in terms of, you know, don't don't be afraid about what's around the corner because yeah, sometimes you have to fail to pick yourself up. And then once you've picked yourself up, it's then how you get going again. And don't be afraid of the hurdle that's in front of you. Look forward at the landing on the other side It's something that I live and die by. So you know, nothing, nothing puts me off.
1: Nothing no, deterred. I've, it's really interesting, kind of knowing you and working with you as I have over the last few years. That you're the kind of person I don't think I've ever seen you kind of not feel like you can do something. It's that mm. that real that you you have got that drive, that determination how have you kind of picked yourself up when things have gone wrong?
2: Well, I think I, probably a couple of things that I'd mention is I think the can do element of it for me was um, it was embedded in me from my Nestle days when it, it was, I remember, I always remember uh, Nestle were massive on health and safety uh, and they threw this thing out say they'd have zero lost time accidents in the UK. And it was a, like a zero tolerance approach, but behind mm. it was a can do culture that it can be achieved. Because it was like, I'll be honest with you, it's like virtually impossible to actually deliver that. But because they promoted this can do culture approach to it, and yeah, you know, and all the gubbins that came kind of like out went round it, I became non-accepting of the word, the words that you can't do. So I just don't accept when people say they can't do it because unless it is, unless it's ridiculously impossible. Yes. Then you know, but but then what is impossible? And you know, if it genuinely can't be done, how much of it can be done? Because if you can do an element of something that can't be done, then you're going to improve it. So, so that's for me. It's just being non exception of that of that can't do. Mm. Sorry, what was the? Well, <laughs> I suppose it's
1: how if when you've had any setbacks or uh, any you know you use the word. It was quite a strong word, but what what if what are your tactics for bouncing back?
2: I I okay, I constantly have an end goal uh, or a next step. So everything that I do, I'm I'm not a methodical planner, you know, I'm more of a top-line planner. So if we go into a meeting, I always and I always tell our clients this, but whether I go into a meeting or go into a scenario, I always think about how I want that to finish. Um and it's a bit like if it went into a new role, for example, it's and I was designing the next role or I was looking at the next role. It's all it's all about endpoint for me. And I think that that gives me the confidence really to be able to approach pretty much anything and not be deterred by it. And the way that I look at it is, you know, i believe it or not, I'm fifty years of age now, as <laughs> you keep reminding me. Um <laughs> exactly. <I'm> not, I, <laughs> I've, I've actually really enjoyed 30 years of working life and I've not made a mess of it. And there's success stories in there. So why should I mess up the next 10 years? Because I've certainly not messed up the last 30 years. Is, is, is a big thing again for me that, you know, I just, I just don't really envisage failure. I just mm. don't. I don't see as you can, if you work hard enough and you've got confidence, I don't see as you can, I don't see as you can fail with that on your side and just don't
1: buy into it at all and you've certainly helped me I think when I've had dips in confidence and motivation you know Mm. which I have and I and I do and I think that's probably why I am passionate about doing this I always say I'm not a guru on this subject it's more that I'm a kind of work in progress like everybody else but I I do think that that's something that you have got this that is kind of a real purpose for you in terms of really helping to pick others up
2: yeah I I, I live in you know the, the end goal is the big thing for me because it's aiming for that end goal because you're gonna get you're gonna get knocks in getting there but as long as you keep your eye on the on the prize on the finishing line on whatever the end of that scenario is end of the meeting end of the role end of the projects end of anything in life you know if you keep your eye there then you know don't forget if you if you design that to start off with so if you look at like what that end goal is you truly believe that you can get there so as long as you're realistic and you're out let, which I my my outlook is always about being realistic. I believe so. If I'm realistic enough to say that I can get to there, then then why shouldn't I get there? And it doesn't matter what hurdles are in the way. It's you know you just jump them and you learn from the jump that, that you, you take on board. You take the hits, but ultimately I'm getting over there. I'm getting to that finishing line. So um, yeah, it's just a, it's a drive. It all comes back from having that drive and that mm. can do approach.
1: Yeah, would you say you are goal orientated?
2: Um, I don't think I am as much for me now. I'm very much for our clients, though, uh, yeah. and I'm very, I'm very much for other individuals. You know, including yourself. Uh, you know, probably more so, more so than me, in theory, because I just think you reach. I'm fortunate to have reached a, a position in my working life where I do feel as if as if I've succeeded, and yet yeah, there's there's more to go at, but. I'm happy with what I've, what I've achieved, so it gives me great delight to see other people achieving it, and that's why I enjoy coaching and the mentoring and mm-hmm. you know the advisory element of what we do. Um, I'm satisfied. I'm happy, <laughs> uh, and if more to come, then great. You know, I'll go in, I'll go and find ways of carving it out and creating it, and great. You know, never turn never turn me back on an opportunity, but I get more of a buzz out of seeing other people achieve now.
1: I definitely see that in you. Definitely. So, if anyone is struggling at the moment with either confidence or motivation or both, what advice have you got for them?
2: Um, I, I think you've got to find your own sort of like niche route for what works for you. I think everybody has a tailored route. I believe firmly that the more people that you listen to that you value, the more chance you've got of finding how you can build up your confidence. So gauge opinion, copy, copy what other people do, but put it in your own language, put it in your own identity, do it your way. So I might see something that you do, Kate, that I really like, but nobody will ever say, oh, you copied that from Kate. No, I've adopted it from Kate, but I put it in my style and my language. And the reason being is because I respected the way that you did it and respected the outcome of it and applauded it. But it's got to it's got to come from Steve Lloyd. It can't come from Kate Cousins. And there's nothing wrong with that, like that copy and paste element of it at all. It's just for me. What works really well is that end goal. And I think if people have um, have that, it's it, if you've got that end goal, it's like a vision. You need a mm. strategy to achieve your vision. So you need to navigate your way through uh, a direction of travel. And and you can achieve that. But you can't achieve it unless you've got an end goal. Yeah. So, for yeah. me, I think you've got to determine what that end goal is. And that's not, you know, you can't put, say what your end goal is going to be in five years' time. You've got to do it in bite sized chunks. But everybody's listening to this that might be lacking in confidence should draw on their positive experiences of what they've had before and map out realistically where they can be in 12 months' time or mm-hmm. six months' time. And then if it's six months, take stock after four months and see if you can build it out to 12 months.
1: Yeah, but that's really good. Keep evolving. Yeah.
2: For me, the most important thing is you've got to keep evolving, you've got to keep evaluating, you've got to take time to reflect and fathom out what works best for you.
1: Mm. So do you have any kind of daily routine?
2: Um I I I am somebody that likes structure. <laughs> um so I like dating dates and times in diary, whether or not that be social or whether or not be through work. Uh, I am I am organised in, in, in the way that I organise myself. So everything's on point, everything's kind of like recorded. I wouldn't say I was a detailed person, but I like to put structure in my working day. And, and I think the reason why I like structure within that is because it helps me to feel at the end of the day as if I've accomplished and to do that in bite-sized chunks and to have those milestones and again we put milestones into business but i do it in my personal life as well so there's got to be things in the diary that i'm looking forward to so whether not that be a trip to wembley at the end of the month or yeah. you know a golf tournament or taking the grandkids out or anything like that got to have it on a diary uh, on the diary so i can visually see it and then work towards it but mm. i think that all comes back to that end goal
1: yeah definitely so I, only,
2: I only look at a calendar at a month-to-month basis but I look at it and I look at what I've got on between now and the end of the month. That's important to me. And I work for that.
1: Mm, I like it. I like it. And who inspires you? Is there anybody that you you look around for? You're going to, I know you're going to (laughs) say probably somebody football related, but is there anybody who does inspire you kind of in the world to, to do things differently or better or?
2: Well, I'll I'll be honest with you. But as you know, I am, absolutely staunch Liverpool fan. But but I always use an example of a leader uh, as the arch enemy which was which was Alex Ferguson at, at Manchester United. And the reason why I say that and the fellow Liverpool friends will kill me for it. But for that, yeah. but, but, I, but I but I just respect his style of leadership and the way that he empowered people around the club and engaged with people and the way that he game-planned and played mind games and utilised tactics, and some of them dirty tactics. But but he clearly knew how to manage people and manage situations. And look, he took something that was massively failing to be ultra-successful. And you hear about stories like this in business and in sport, but but I have to say that Alex Ferguson was was it inspiring in the way that, that he did it.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's big praise indeed. I thought you were gonna say Jurgen Klopp, obviously.
2: Well, yeah, but I just, just went a bit like fool on that.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's interesting. I think you know, you use sports analogies a lot and and I, I love the business of sport. I'm not into sports much, but I do think you can draw upon inspiration from from sports, sports managers,
2: yeah, managers. I was I was dead fortunate, Kate, as well, to to work in the semi pro football game as well as manager. So uh, and I learned such a lot from that. From because you have to motivate players mm. uh, in a dressing room where they're paying peanuts, you have to motivate them to get the most out of them and deal with situations like players that would disagree with stuff or disagree with each other or when things weren't going well. And do you know what? That's what gave me a buzz to game plan and what gave me a buzz to tactic for tactics and to improve people and players and situations and to make sure that a dressing room became the right area with the right atmosphere in it. And all of these ingredients kind of grew me as a business person, um, you know, and being open-minded to actually owning my own business. And I, I, I would say that my time at, in football management probably gave me as much, if not more confidence than anything I experienced in football. In business. Wow. We'll actually go and own a business. Because um, I just felt as if I could handle anybody and anything because literally me and my assistant manager had everything thrown out, as you can imagine, and <laughs> we'd learned to deal with it.
1: How did you keep them motivated? You know, when they, they didn't want to go out on a cold, damp Tuesday night or whatever it was?
2: <laughs> I think it was more probably more so. I mean, footballers are built to go out on cold, damp nights. Um I think it was more around, you know, getting us out of ruts when we're in a, a losing streak, so if you'd lost three or four games on the spin, or you know, if we'd gone two or three games without scoring, or creating many chances, it was, it, it again, it was coming down to what the target was at the end of the season, and reminding them that you can glitch. It is, as long as we learn from it about why we glitch, and learn from it why we've had a bad game, and learn from the decisions that get made, and and be big enough to turn around and say that was me. I made the wrong decision, or I put the wrong game plan together, or which didn't happen very often, I might <laughs> add. Uh, but no, of course it did, you know. And yeah, and, and it's also getting them to take ownership. You know, if, if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, say, hey, if he throws the ball in his own net, it's not my fault. You know, it's but if you make them feel supported and they can own up to it, then. It helps mm. to galvanise the spirit in the dressing room, and again, that comes down to creating a culture, which yeah. is what we do. Yeah, and absolutely. it's all these little ingredients that, when you knit together, and I think when you when you look back on your career, and we've got a lot more mileage in our careers, but when you look back on that, put all that ingredients together, and it's that which creates the gold mm. dust.
1: Yeah, definitely. Able
2: to refer back on that,
1: definitely, and what is there left for you to achieve? I know you kind of say you're happy and and I know you are. Is there anything, have you got any kind of real life goals that you still haven't ticked off?
2: Uh, But I'm always looking for the next success. So Dice will be the next success. I wouldn't necessarily say that I was looking for it from the outset. uh, But now we're in the middle of it and I love doing, I love doing what I know you love doing, what you're doing. We love doing what we do. Yeah. Um, And we're looking at different ways in which we can do it constantly it's constantly evolving uh dice is succeeding is a success story already um it will have a golden lining at the end of it of that i've absolutely no doubt so that's what keeps me dry from a business perspective from a personal perspective it's just about a continuation of being happy and um just Good times by having dates in the diary that I can look <laughs> forward to and make the most of. Amazing. It's, it's simplistic, you know. It, it's yeah. a simplistic way. I would like Liverpool to win the league this year. Oh
1: That's no! <laughs> um,
2: they missed out on him lifting the trophy. I have seen it before many years ago, but uh, no, they're just uh, little badges of honor. Them, I think. I think for me, success is just about continued happiness.
1: Yeah and that, that is you know ultimately i suppose what everybody's after isn't it in, in mm. life generally just to feel that contentment and happiness with with where they're at
2: yeah and i think you know from certainly from from what we do and what i take the biggest buzz out of is getting drawing that out of people and there were people out there that you know will be lacking in confidence and what we do and what we do in abundance is fill their confidence levels up for them and and our role really is to make sure that we leave them in a position where they believe like what we believe that we can tackle anything and there's no hurdle too big and actually look forward to it look forward to that challenge don't let it deter you
1: amazing so where can people find you where's the best way for people to connect with you
2: uh so obviously on linkedin um but they can contact me through dice our details are on the on the website and uh, all of our details are on the website so yeah. yeah go on to uh our website with dice and yeah let's look as well to chat with people who feel that 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 i can help them yeah that's my purpose so yeah
1: amazing well thank you so much <laughs> it's amazing to chat to you in this different context yeah, yeah. And, um, and it is a pleasure to work with you and you do genuinely you are somebody who inspires motivates um, builds confidence in me personally yeah you know, every single day so um thank you for that thanks
0: for listening to can do and confident please don't forget to subscribe and review this your little podcast in life making your day bright it's your time Thanks for listening to Can Do and Calls